Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about Henry Cejudo, who recently announced that he is making a comeback by entering the USADA testing pool. So when a fighter does that, it's clear that they want to come back. And he's been talking about fights with current UFC featherweight champion Alexander Volkanovsky. And there's also the possibility of him fighting the winner of current UFC bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling, who is going to be fighting TJ Dillashaw next. I even hear some talk of Henry going back down to 125, but there's no way he can make that weight at this point. Regardless, it's clear that he has a lot of options to come back to, but he's also going to want to do it for a price. And that's where the topic of this video comes in. Was it a mistake for Henry Cejudo to retire? Because after his win against Dominic Cruz back in May of 2020, he called it a career. And the positive of doing that was that he got to leave the sport on top which is very rare for most fighters. He left as a two-division champion and defended each belt once. And that run where he defeated Demetrius Johnson, TJ Dillashaw, Marlon Moraes, and Dominic Cruz is one of the greatest runs in MMA history. You could also put his win against Sergio Pettis now because Sergio Pettis has been looking so good as of recent. And that win against Wilson Hayes was a very impressive performance for Cejudo. So after defending his bantamweight championship, he decided to call it a career. But I gotta be honest, I I felt a sense of he's doing this way too early because as impressive as his run was it didn't last very long and I think in order to be considered as one of the greatest is that you can't only get to the top but you got to be there for a while so for me personally I thought he was stepping away too early when he could have done so much more he could have just stayed at bantamweight and defended that belt a few more times and I think that would have really solidified his name in talks of the GOAT conversation because I feel like Henry is one of the most overlooked fighters of all time. He became a two-division champ, but we hardly talk about that. And that's where it goes back to longevity. If he was doing that for longer and asserted his dominance as a champion in one division, then I think more people would be considering him as one of the greatest to ever do it. But he left in 2020, and although he announced that he is re-entering the USADA testing pool, we don't know when his comeback will happen. Because the thing with Henry was that he retired in the first place because he wanted to get paid better. He wanted better money. So in a way, he walked away from the sport as a negotiation tactic. But knowing the UFC, they do not like that. That is one of the worst things you can do. Be a champion and then walk away. George St. Pierre did that when he won the middleweight championship. And then he wanted to do other things like fight Oscar De La Hoya in a boxing match. But the UFC is like, no, he's still under contract. Even though the UFC doesn't outright say it, they find ways to zing these fighters. And I feel like they're going to do the same with Henry in his comeback. Because not only is Henry requesting for more money, but he's requesting for immediate title shots, whether that's against the featherweight champion or the bantamweight champion. And I already feel this narrative building of that he doesn't deserve to get an immediate title shot. It's been two years since he last fought. But personally, with a resume like Henry's, I believe that he deserves to fight for a title right away. And then when we consider a fighter like John Jones, who hasn't fought in two years as well, but is still in talks for a heavyweight title shot right away, then why can't the same happen with Henry Cejudo? Even Henry brought up how Connor is in talks for fighting for the welterweight championship even though he lost his last two fights that's another good point so why isn't henry getting this treatment and the answer for me is that he's simply not a draw yes he has a following he has a fan base he has his cringe gimmick when he's on the mic plus he's an amazing fighter but it still didn't click and personally i think it would have clicked had he not retired back in 2020 and continued to defend the bantamweight championship that's where longevity is important not only for the career inside of the cage but also 
also outside of it. Because I'm seeing the same thing with Alexander Volkanovsky right now. The longer he stays champion, the more people get to know him. And now I'm seeing him get all these opportunities outside of the cage. Same with Kamaru Usman. Not many people liked him in the beginning, but because of his longevity as champion, you see him doing more outside of the cage. You see him getting more interviews, more stuff with the media. And I think Henry was on the cusp of that, but then he retired. And I think the issue with his retirement was that he believed that the UFC would pay him more. I think he overestimated his value, not inside of the cage, but outside of it. And even though we have Dana White saying, as long as you fight good, you're going to get what you want. You're going to grow. You're going to move up. That's true to a degree, but the fighter also has to be popular. That type of leverage outweighs being a good fighter. And as amazing as Henry Cejudo is as a fighter, he simply wasn't a draw. And he said during his retirement, I'll come back if the price is right. But the UFC doesn't care about giving the right price. They can do without Henry Cejudo. If it was someone like Conor McGregor, I'll come back if the price is right. 100% they'll pay him. So Henry made the mistake thinking that he had the upper hand. Thinking that he had the leverage to get paid better. Thinking that if he walked away, the UFC will come chasing after him. Even though he became a double champion and had an amazing run. That doesn't equate to selling pay-per-views. And after George St. Pierre coming back to fight for the middleweight championship, I feel like the UFC doesn't want another one of those scenarios where a fighter wins the belt and then walks away right after. It just kind of disrupts the entire flow of the division. They don't mind if that flow is disrupted, if they're making a lot of money from it. For example, with Conor wanting to fight for the welterweight championship, that disrupts the 170-pound division. But in the end of the day, it's a good trade-off because they're making good money from that. With Henry, on the other hand, there really isn't any positives for the UFC wanting to have him back and fight for a title immediately. Even if they build it as Henry Cejudo is coming back and trying to make history by becoming the first triple champion in the UFC if he fights Alexander Volkanovsky, I still don't think that would be enough to be a big time pay-per-view, which is sad because I think that's very intriguing. But because the numbers aren't there, the UFC doesn't care. And although Henry was talking about, I need to be paid more, the money needs to be right in order for me to come back, I feel like he's at a point where he'll take whatever the UFC is going to offer him just for the sake of glory as an MMA fighter again. Because he's realizing himself now that he can't maintain his gimmick outside of the octagon without fighting in the octagon. Those two coincide. He probably thought I could just do media rounds and I'll be good. And I credit him for keeping his name in the mix, even though he has been retired for a couple of years now. But I think he's getting that feeling that it's starting to dwindle down the longer he doesn't fight in MMA. Yes, he can do interviews, he can do hosting, and he's great at it. Don't get me wrong. But he also needs to win fights. When those two were together, that's when people were paying attention. So when he walked away from fighting, it was just the act. And although some people stayed, a lot of people began to leave. And that's the sad thing about MMA. It's quick to forget what these fighters do in the cage because there's so many fights. One day they're at the top and then the next there's someone else at the top. So his entire Triple C persona, which is very impressive, don't get me wrong, is starting to get forgotten by many people. So that's why he wants to become C4, four-time champion, Olympic, 125, 135, and now 145. And if he does that, not only is it good for his brand, 
but it's also good for his legacy as an MMA fighter. No one has won belts in three different divisions before. And if he was to do that against Alexander Volkanovsky, who is at an all-time high right now, then that would be very impressive. So even if the money isn't good for Henry, I think he would still come back because it would benefit him in the long run. That's why I think the best option for him if he comes back is to fight Alexander Volkanovsky at 145. And even for Volkanovsky, I think that's a great option for him because after Max Holloway, there really isn't any other big fights. So if he fights Max and gets past him, then take a fight with a former two-division champion in Henry Cejudo. Will it be a big-time money fight? No, but it will definitely make him more money compared to some other challenges, in my opinion. And yes, there's been talks of Henry going back to 135 and fighting the winner of Aljamain Sterling versus TJ Dillashaw. And although that would be very intriguing, especially if TJ Dillashaw wins the title, I still don't think that's the right move for Henry Cejudo. Even though it makes more sense in terms of the landscape of everything, I think for Henry's benefit, becoming a three-division champion MMA is worth more compared to becoming the bantamweight champion once again. It would be impressive, don't get me wrong. And if he was to take that fight first at bantamweight, become the champion again, the intrigue for him moving up to 145 and fighting Volkanovski will be much higher because then that's a legitimate super fight. But if he could just come back right off the bat and fight for the 145 pound belt, I think that's the better option for him. He's realizing that he doesn't have the leverage to ask for more money at this point. Because if he did, he wouldn't even have to be asking. The UFC would be coming to him and giving him offers. Like how they were doing with Khabib when Khabib announced his retirement. Remember that entire phase where Dana was like, we're still in talks. We're trying to come up with the deal. That's leverage. But sadly, Henry doesn't have that. So right now, coming back for him and taking a fight is purely based on his legacy and his brand as a whole. If he became featherweight champion, he would be recognized as one of the greatest fighters of all time. Do I think the greatest? Probably not still, but his name will be brought up more often compared to now. And with that, he can use it to further increase his brand and do more things outside of the cage, like interviews, podcasts, anything with the media, because like I said, he's very good at it, but he's at a stage where people are starting to forget what he did inside of the cage. And in order for him to maximize his popularity, he needs to do both simultaneously. But what do you think? Did Henry Cejudo retire too early? Or is it a good idea for him to stay retired? And who would you like to see him fight when he comes back? And do you think he has what it takes now to become champion at 135 or 145? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you on the next one.